Hello and welcome to our Monday Chatter Check-In. I'm Paige. I'm Anna. And we're so excited for today's episode. We had a really nice weekend in New York. Yeah, I agree. It's The weather is incredible still, which is so nice. It's not cold yet. Um, so we got to do a lot of outdoor dining. We have to embrace it while yes, we still can. But we did have our first indoor dining experience last night. Yes, we went to Carbone because Anna's sister is visiting us. Yes, she's here um, for a couple of days and... It's Paige's favorite restaurant, so we just had to go. I could go on for hours about how much I love Carbone. Please do. I, <laughs> I had my 21st and, and my 22nd birthday at Carbone. That's true. The pasta is amazing. It's one of the few places that you eat pasta. Yes. Yeah. So Paige has celiac, so she doesn't like to eat pasta at places where there could be any like cross-contamination which is so fair but I take the risk at Carbo <laughs> yes. but honestly everyone Instagrams the pasta that's true it's very iconic but all it the is food really good. is so good no it is everything is so good everything we had was amazing yes um and it is also just like a really fun vibe which I feel like other places right now don't have like the outdoor we also did that outdoor at Carbo what am I saying we also did the outdoor at Carbo like recently and it also was really good. So I I, I like that. The because vibe some of the places, translates. Yes. Some of the places we used to go to before the pandemic, like, were great, like, indoor dining places. And now their outdoor experience is just not great. Because anyone who's been to New York knows you don't always want to be eating on, on a sidewalk. sidewalk. <laughs> well, we went to the American Bar, um, which we hadn't been to. We went for brunch on Saturday. And it was so good. I loved the food. And also the place is so cute. But um, our table was literally right next to a car. Like I could stick out my arm and I was just touching someone's car. The food was amazing, but I thought I was about to be run over every time a car parked. The woman was like parking and we were like just sitting there. Um, But yeah, no, but everything else was great. But yeah, I'm so glad we have had these dining experiences and that we can still embrace the weather. Yes. Um, But we can dive into our headlines for the week if you want. Yes, I think we're ready. Our first headline comes to us from Art Forum, where it was reported that, quote, curator Nancy Spector departs Guggenheim as investigation into Basquiat's show ends. So Nancy Spector, for those who don't know, has served as the museum's artistic director and chief curator for 34 years, and she announced in a statement that she is leaving to, quote, pursue other curatorial endeavors, and to finish her doctoral dissertation. Yes, and also this announcement follows a conclusion of a three-month-long independent investigation into the Guggenheim's and Spectre's treatment of guest curator Chaudriella Boubier, who, who planned a show at the Guggenheim 2019 titled Defacement, The Untold Story, and it focused on um, Jean-Michel Basquiat. Yeah, and La Bouvier was the first black woman to stage an exhibition at the Guggenheim. Yes. And the claim that she's making against the museum and specifically Spectre mm-hmm. is that the museum attempted to effectively erase her efforts in regard to the Boscot exhibition, which she really brought to the institution. Yes, I can't remember if it was like she was working on it independently and then she... Um, like pitched it to the Guggenheim and the Guggenheim took her on like almost sponsored exactly um but this exhibition is a really or this headline and this exhibition in general are like very near and dear to my heart because I worked on this I was an intern at the Guggenheim right before the exhibition opened so I 
really got to like dive into what you know the exhibition um was like and I learned so much about Basquiat who was an artist I didn't really like before like I went to see um his show in um the Louis Vuitton Foundation in 2018 and I didn't like it I was like I don't think he's for me you know I also saw the exhibit at the Louis Vuitton Foundation in Paris and to be quite honest I was not the biggest fan Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was only gonna be Basquiat Basquiat. yeah there was an Egon Chile exhibit on the bottom that was smaller which Mm -hmm. I loved but I was just like this is too much yeah and honestly I like didn't really understand him but like now everyone that knows me knows that I feel very strongly about Basquiat he's my favorite artist and I um, love his work and I just feel like that's part of art history like sometimes you don't understand things and then once you learn about them yeah. you really your perspective on them changes drastically and I think that's what I'm like forever grateful <laughs> for the experiences I had at the Guggenheim because of this reason and obviously this headline is not great it's no never no nice no it's to terrible yeah about things going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. that aren't always positive but I do have to say that you took me to the exhibit yes. after working on it and I loved it. It yeah, was, an it was a great exhibit. Show. Yeah, I loved it. It was so good. It was on the smaller side, but it was so deep and so meaningful. And it's so relevant today. If um, Obviously, it's not up anymore. But if anyone is interested, you should Google it. It's an insane, insane um, exhibition that the Guggenheim had. And it focused on police brutality because... That painting um, called Defacement that um, Basquiat did focused on the murder of a black man by police after he jumped the subway turnstile. So it's a very interesting exhibition, very, very relevant. And just one final thing that I want to bring up is that recently the Guggenheim has been taking some steps to increase representation in the museum. They formed a diversity initiative and are now committed to offering paid internships to candidates from underserved communities. Yes. So hopefully now that she's gone, there is a position high up Mm -hmm. in the curatorial staff at the Guggenheim. So maybe someone new can come in and bring new initiatives and really Mm -hmm. change the landscape a little bit. It is also important to note that um, the investigation that was done independently concluded that the Guggenheim had no wrongdoing. Right. You know, so very interesting headline all around. So headline number two is from Artnet News, which reported that, quote, cementing a $6.8 million win for artists, the U.S. Supreme Court declines to hear the landmark case over the destruction of Graffiti Mecca five points. So this is a major win for graffiti artists, as well as for advocates of the Visual Artists Rights Act. So to share a little bit of background information about the case, in 2018, Brooklyn Supreme Court Judge Frederick Block ruled that the company's owner violated the rights of the artist where he whitewashed and painted over their works on five points. Mm -hmm. So it was a building complex in Long Island City, Queens, and without any warning in 2013, the space was whitewashed, covering and destroying all of the work. Also, just one thing to note before we kind of dive in is that the building's owner died in July, but his real estate company is still being held liable for the ruling. Yes. And um, what happened in 2013 actually happened because he wanted to um, redevelop the property and do it as a condo, like use it for condos, which is so interesting and so like sad. But I think people don't realize that street art is a 
form of art and like how much effort goes into these paintings and how talented the people who are making these works are and they take it lightly which is kind of like what happened here yeah and this headline actually reminds me of something we discussed a few weeks back about Banksy who sued a greeting card company Mm -hmm. for using his work on the greeting card without offering any type of compensation yeah and I think that headline like brought up the point that because Banksy is anonymous the greeting um, card company were using that as leverage to say like oh we didn't know who to pay or like since it's street art we can use it but like that's not right and it's like plagiarism and it's never right to use someone else's work for your personal gain and just because something is out in the public mm-hmm. for the public to consume does not mean that someone is letting go of all rights of their exactly. work like art is art yeah so no i think this is a really great win especially because each of the artists are getting awarded a maximum amount of one hundred fifty thousand dollars for each of the 45 works and that's why the total sum is 6.75 million dollars yeah so this is exciting news mm-hmm. for artists everywhere i think yeah i think so So moving on Mm -hmm. to our third and final headline, which comes to us from The Guardian. It was reported that, quote, freeze fair goes virtual as art crowd stays home due to COVID. So the detail or kind of sub headline that is so interesting is that only one in-person physical event will Mm -hmm. be taking place. And it's 1-54's Contemporary African Art Fair at Somerset House. So this event will have 28 gallery displays and can host 250 people at one time. They hope that through social distancing measures and the smaller size, because about 125,000 visitors attend freeze each year. Mm -hmm. So obviously... 250 is nothing. (laughs) It's so much smaller. So they're hoping that this will encourage people to actually come and visit in person. I think 250 right now sounds like a lot just because like we're like, oh, gatherings are like 10 people or more are not allowed. And like that's all we've been hearing for months. So 250 is like a large number. But in the scale of things, it's really, really small for an art fair. And I also think that when you're at an art fair, like you don't realize how many people are there. Like we've been to freeze before. And like, honestly, when you said the number, I was kind of shocked. Like it does not feel like that amount of people is like together in one place at a time. But yeah, no, like you said, I think people are like very eager to just start going to events. And I know we are like, we have been going to museums because we are eager to like see art, but it is still a pandemic. And I think it is good that these measures are being taken to try to do art fairs in the safest way possible. I think it's scary, but it is also encouraging to Mm -hmm. because we do so much research into headlines for our podcast. We're Mm -hmm. checking every day to see what's going on. And basically every day there's a story about an art fair that's canceled. Yeah, it's every day. And they're like, well, like last week, Basel, Miami announced or two weeks ago, like... I don't know. It's just sad. I just feel like headline after headline is like like canceled. Cancel, cancel. Exactly. So this is nice to see. Mm -hmm. So some galleries are fully committed to still being online, one of which is Hauser & Wirth. Yes. The interesting thing about Hauser & Wirth right now is that their online viewing room used video game technology to recreate their actual booth sort of like vr like exactly and you even have the ability to like zoom in and really Mm. interact closely with a work of art that's really cool i actually went to a muse it's not really a museum it's like 
ruins of Nero's golden house in Rome. And they're, they use VR technology in order to show you what it would have looked like um, when he lived there. But now it's under the city of Rome. So it's like very, very cool. But you're walking around and you see it um, with the VR headset. And I loved the experience, but it still does not replace because like while you're doing VR, you're still at the place. Like I was in the physical location, right. but like here you're not in the physical location. Like I don't think it re fully replaces the in-person experience. What I find most exciting about this is that Hauser and Worth reported that they had 1.2 million visitors oh since God. its launch of this virtual space. Mm -hmm. And they would not have that many visitors in person. So it is exciting, this expansion of yes. who's able to interact with the works without having to physically get there. It for sure makes it more accessible. It's like when um, Art Basel Hong Kong went online, I was home, um, like I was still in college, but right. I was doing my work. But I wouldn't have been able to go to Hong Kong, but I still was able to do the Art Basel like online experience. And I thought it was really cool. And like, of course, so many other people feel the same way I did, where it was like, oh, I'm just going to like browse and see what's up. But I think... Definitely less commitment. Exactly, exactly. But it still doesn't replace, you know, the activity of going to an art fair. And I do miss going to fairs like that. Like it's so like I talked about the International Art Fair last week and how we it was like one of the last things we did before the pandemic started. And it's just such a different energy and like being there is just really cool. I think it really is the fact that the energy exists Ex when you're exactly. sitting on the couch. It's very hard to replicate. Do, yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it is a social event. Like you meet people, you talk to people, you like walk it's around and like yes, exactly. So like that will never be replaced. Yeah, and the gallery says that they plan to continue using the room in the mm -hmm. future. So I think the interesting storyline to follow is going to be once more and more things are allowed to reopen, how mm -hmm. they're going to integrate the virtual side with, with the physical side. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe some people will never go back to right. the physical. Who knows? <laughs> okay, well, I think that's it for now. Please find us everywhere at Curated Chatter, curatedchatter.com. If you haven't already, we highly recommend watching our interview with the artist Caviar on YouTube so you can see us visit in his actual studio. Yes. Well, thank you. Bye. Bye.